Welcome back to the My Sister Knows Why podcast. Today, we're talking about sayings. Phrases. Let's feed your brain. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ange. And I'm Claude. Were you unsure of your name there for a second? (laughs) Uh, You know, sometimes I switch it up and say my full name by accident. Oh, yeah. Rude in the flow. I know. Anyways. Ange and Claude. Welcome back to the pod. Um, Episode 21. Episode 21. What a good one. We can now legally drink in the world of podcasts. Yes. (laughs) Wait, no. Uh, In America. Not even in Canada. Because in Canada, it's 19. Yeah, we've we've been drinking. We've we've been legal. (laughs) A couple years now. Yeah. So... This episode is why do we say that? Um, over the last month, I've been collecting various like sayings and phrases um, for my friends and for, for my friends, my friends, <laughs> my friends and family, and and I was like, why do we say that? So thank you to um, everyone who contributed, including. I was gonna say. Um, t- I was gonna shout out. I was going to shout out. Okay, you shout out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to shout out Tasia, Alexis, and Matt. Thanks for some sayings. And our grandma really came clutch. Yeah. With a bunch of sayings. So I'm going to tell the story. So she called. I was in class one day and she called and my mom, our mom, answered. And she was like, oh, like, is Claudia Claudia home? Can I talk to Claudia? Um, And my mom was like, no, she's in class like why and grandma was just like oh like i have a bunch of sayings and i guess started listing them out to mom and mom was like okay <laughs> I, like text her <laughs> so i got a very long message just with sayings it was great some of them i i didn't even time. know and then like a week yeah. later i got more sayings it was good i had to do very yeah. little research well i did research but very little <laughs> um claude good. do you have a favorite saying um uh, meat and bones. Meat and bones is <laughs> not the same. I've said that several times on the podcast. Yeah, I've said that several Ew. times on the podcast. Meat and bones. Favorite saying. That's a that's a good one. Um, not not one that comes to mind. Do you have a favorite saying? Right now, I really like saying "geez," like "oh geez," "oh geez," because it's so yeah. easy. You can use it in any context of like good Very context true. like oh geez cool or like bad context you're just like oh geez, oh, geez. i feel yeah. like i've i've used been i've been using that for a while the g's okay oh i think right now mine's like yoinks 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 so you like um in scooby-doo zoinks scoobs yeah. <laughs> but it's <Okay>. yoinks <laughs> so on to our first saying we have what is the it? bee's knees. Ah. Do you know what the bees what context is the bee's knees used in? Um, like that's that's cool. That's hip. That's new. Right? Yeah. It's the bee's yeah. knees. So in modern in modern day context, this phrase is used to describe something that is cool or awesome or of high quality. Um, but it originated around the 18th century as a fanciful phrase to describe something that didn't exist. So it was kind of like nonsense language. Um, but oh. that meaning isn't used anymore. Oh, okay. So in the 1920s, the Roaring Twenties, the phrase was used more to describe something that was like the tops or something good, like something oh, really yeah. cool. 
Um, and it w- there was a lot of nonsense language made up in the 1920s by young people in New York socialite circles because they didn't want to be perceived as like old, um, like using oh, they're trying old to be language fresh. or stuffy. Yeah. They're trying to be cool, like l- kind of like how we say clout and clout. Uh, and eat. Um, I was talking yeah. to parents this dinner time during dinner and we were talking about like money and large amounts of money i said yo you got bank and my dad goes large bank big bank i go no (laughs) bank is already a large amount you can't have (laughs) it's not big you can't have big bank (laughs) i think he used the term loaded like so-and-so's loaded nice i'm like oh that's pretty good i feel like that's pretty pretty good it's pretty hip so the real question is do bees have knees yeah, I don't know. I I feel like their little arm things move, but I don't know if you'd call them they, knees. Their arms do move. They don't really <laughs> have a knee. <laughs> there's a joint between their, like, upper... Because, like, what's the definition of a knee? Well, in humans, it's the joint between your femur and your tibia. Okay. And most animals have a femur-like bone and a tibia-like bone. Oh, okay. Do but in, an, in a bee, I don't think they have bones i don't know but they don't really have a knee (laughs) there's no word for the joint that connects their like upper leg and their lower legs but it's like a knee leg so yeah kind (laughs) of yeah (laughs) okay the next phrase i have ready yes that's the cat's pajamas have you ever heard that before no i don't think i ever that's the cat's pajamas no yeah this one is courtesy of Matt. Never heard that before. Nice. Um, again, it's one of those nonsense words from the 1920s. And it also just means like that's cool or excellent or of high quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, in they did this to not be like stuffy and old and like create their new kind of culture. Um, and in the past, flapper slang. Do you know what a flapper is? Yeah, it's um, oh, don't I learned this and yeah, I should know it. It's it's a dancer. It's a yeah. It's pretty much a dancer. Yeah. yeah. So in flapper slang, a cat was a fashionable young woman, and then that ev- evolved to include anyone who's just like a cool person. So you know how we say like, "Ooh, oh. he's a cool cat." Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the real question is, do cats wear pajamas? Um, I guess it depends who the owner is. I said depending on the cat. I'm sure you could try oh. putting pajamas on it, but I'm not <laughs> sure how much that will raise the cool factor of that cat. Yeah. I feel like putting any, like, clothing on a cat is pretty cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, I could Send us your cat photos. Um, send us... With clothes. With clothes on. The cat. The cat with... Cl- also you. I hope you also have clothes on. But specifically, I want a picture Ooh. of just the cat with clothes on. Maybe a tiny hat. I feel like cats with Ooh. hats are cool. Cat in a hat. Cat in All hat. right, ready for the next one. Okay, what's the next one? The next one is more money than you can shake a stick at. This is from our grandma. I know that. I don't know what it means, though. Like, it. why are you shaking a stick at money? Could you use it in a sentence? Um, More, what is it? More money than you can shake a stick at? Yeah. Just having a lot of money, I guess. Yeah, so it, it's not specific to money. You can insert anything, any noun, I guess, into the money slot. Um, so the phrase technically is blank, then you can shake a stick at. 
And the exact origins aren't known, but it, it appears in the Lancaster Journal, which I think is from Pennsylvania. Pencil, yeah, Pennsylvania. From 1818. And it was in the quote, we have in Lancaster as many taverns as you can shake a stick at. So just like mass amounts of something. So just like more things than you know what to do with. So it's thought to have potentially oh, arose okay. in the context of being th- like threatening, perhaps describing like an overwhelming enemy, such as like more enemies than you can shake a stick at. Like, like the stick is your weapon, I guess. <laughs> On guard. But it's an alternate theory. <laughs> yes. According to the chroniclelive.com, um, it could be used in the context that farmers used to control sheep. Um, by shaking or pointing a stick <laughs> to show where they wanted the animal to go. You there. So when you had Move over there. Yeah, move that way. <laughs> so when you had too many sheep, you had more sheep than you could shake a stick at. Your stick is um, ineffective. There's just too many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just... that's, that's what it is. Okay. Next phrase. Kick the bucket. What does that one mean? Just... Um... Hey, 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 little Timmy, go kick the bucket. <laughs> Have you never heard the phrase kick the bucket? Um, no. I want to say it means like, okay, well, go do something. Not really. I can't believe you don't know this one. This phrase is used in the context of someone or something dying. Like, oh, they kick the bucket. Oh. Oh, that's kind of... (laughs) There are several origin theories. Um, In John Badcock's slang dictionary of 1823, one explanation given is that a person hanging themselves while standing on a bucket and, like, kicking it away in order to, like, finish the job. So they're, like, literally kicking the bucket to, like, kill themselves. Which kind of sucks. But the more popular theory is the alternate definition of bucket, which meant a beam... That is used to like hang things or carry things. Oh, okay. So the bucket in question may refer to the beam in which slaughtered pigs would hang from. And then the pigs would struggle and kick the beam in which they were hung from. So the pigs are kicking the bucket. Oh. And I think that's maybe why it like caught on to describe someone just dying. Interesting. I want to know who came up with these and like how. Like How they caught like on? Who just to. started saying that? Yeah. Yeah, and and why is it still known today? That's true. So, like, because a lot of these originated in like the 17th or 18th century and have just yeah. continued on. Yeah. Okay. So Good our next them. phrase. This one I I haven't heard before. This one is "Heavens to Betsy." Heavens to Betsy. That's like. Yeah. Are Are you kidding me? That's what. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a phrase used as mi- for mild exclamation of surprise. Um, and it's, I don't, I mean, this one's kind of more old fashioned, but I think it was pretty popular like f- 100 years ago, 50 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah. somewhere close to there. Um, again, origin story isn't quite known, but it's thought to originated somewhere around the year of 1900. So yeah, 100 years ago ish. Um, it's usually used by religious individuals as a replacement for heaven's sake, which some considered oh. blasphemous because oh. you're taking the Lord's name in vain or saying something in vain against place. heaven. Yeah. 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 So, but what other, what other famous Betsy do you know, Claude? A, a cow. 
Okay, I didn't think of that one, but I not feel like quite the Betsy I was thinking Betsy, of. Betsy, okay. I, feel like <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know any other Betsies. Okay, so another origin theory proposed is that it came during came about during the American Revolution when Betsy Ross was stitching the American oh, flag. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. know that, Betsy. But there's no evidence for this at all. <laughs> I love These it. These are all just like theories. Yeah. Um, and then the real question is, who the heck is Betsy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have an answer for that A one. cow. My guess is just a cow. think about it. <laughs> okay the next phrase is also kind of like religious it is going to hell in a handbasket uh okay um okay. what do you think i think it means you're not gonna have a fun time going to hell you're just something negative because handbaskets are yeah. small you don't want to go to hell in a small it could be transportation device you probably wouldn't want <laughs> yeah so this phrase is used when something is rapidly deteriorating and it has uh, possible popular originations were in the 17th century and although it did not originate in north america it's most widely used here now so it oh. actually originated in like europe and the uk um, and the theory is that it's another way of saying going to hell in a wheelbarrow, which is another saying, apparently, which was, oh. again, just a way to say like, oh, they're going to hell. Going to hell in a wheelbarrow um, came about probably around the 1500s. There's a stained glass window at a church called St. Mary's Church in Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire, England. Where a blue devil is wheeling a woman, um, presumably to hell, in a wheelbarrow. And that oh dates back goodness. to the 1500s. Huh. Right? You can Google it. It's actually kind of cool. But um, <laughs> so there's no significance of the handbasket. It's just a way of saying going to hell. But the alliteration makes the phrase like catchier. And it's probably why it's stuck better than a wheelbarrow. Oh, yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. Next one. A bird course. Oh, see, I knew this one. Can I tell? Can I talk about my story? Yeah. What do you think? What do you so, think it uh, it's like an easy something something easy. But I once told someone they were debating what courses to do in university, and I said, just take a bird course. Like, just go, just take a bird course, yeah. easy. And they they we're contemplating it for a little bit and then they finally said like i don't like birds why would i take a course about birds how is that how does that have to do anything with, relevant yeah with what i'm asking and i'm just like oh that's not a thing that everyone knows <laughs> so yes. what is what does your research say about that so this one makes a lot of sense it literally means that a course is so easy that you're going to fly right through it. That so makes sense. There's like, it's a course that's really easy or won't be too much effort. And it's, you're just going to fly right through it and not have to do much. Which makes sense. Um, but as far as I could tell, this is mostly used in Canada. Really? And not really huh. anywhere else. Yeah. So, coming to our titillating tidbit. Oh, hello. Titillating, titillating tidbit. Okay. These were, I didn't really have a great titillating tidbit, but 
these are some other Canadian terms that are mostly used in Canada. So do you know what a Canadian tuxedo is? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's all denim, right? Yeah, it's blue yeah. a blue denim jacket with a blue jeans. With a blue jeans. Yeah. With the blue jeans. Yeah. Um, um apparently I've been told this, I don't know if this is a Canadian accent, but cuz you hear some some hockey boys or, or hockey people uh that sound really Canadian. That just have a really yeah. they sound Canadian. Just like, like the, the use Canadian of Canadian accent. Yeah. Um but I found out in the first year of college that I say some words weird and apparently it's like a Canadian accent, but I just think I say things weird. Um, but I say lounge. Lounge. Instead of lounge or around. That like sounded I, exactly the same to me. Yeah, I said it both the same way. I don't know how to say it normally. <laughs> lounge. Lounge. <laughs> lounge. Around. Or around. 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 Um, and then I always get made fun of in um, the group of friends that I have when I say bag. Bag. I have a, I have a bag. bag. So it's like when you're begging for something. But I say when a thing that carries items is a bag. A bag. You're saying bag, not bag. Yeah, I'm saying bag. But it... <laughs> but it's what Anyways. you said, like, Bag. Here are some more Canadian phrases. So in Canada, we say pencil crayons. Oh, yeah. But in the States, they say colored pencils. Yeah, I've I've talked about this with people and they're like, you're crazy. What's a crayon? But it's because it's a brand. Yeah, that's true. And we use house coat instead of bathrobe a lot of the time. We had house coats growing up. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And then instead of backpack, we say knapsack in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Knapsack. I have a knapsack. Yeah. And then do you know what a Chesterfield is? It's a couch. A it sofa. is a couch or a sofa. Um, yeah. What's another one off the top of my head? Um, what do you call the thing that changes the TV? A remote. Okay, what's the other thing? Wait, which one was I supposed to say? Yeah, a converter. converter. (laughs) (laughs) But like, what is it converting? What is it? Apparently, that's an Ontario term. The signal. Oh, really? Yeah, I I think so. I think I read that somewhere. Not facts. I think it like converts the signal. (laughs) It's not converting it. It's just sending a signal. (laughs) Just send it. Okay, ready to get back to the phrases? Let's get back into the phrases. Let's go. Okay, so this one, another one I haven't heard before. Beyond the pale, but pale is spelled P-A-L-E. Beyond the pale. Yeah. What do you think that means? So like like being pale, like fair, being fair. You think it means being pale? Yeah, beyond the pale. This phrase is used to describe something as beyond the extent or limits or someone's actions as outside the bounds of acceptable behavior. So it's like beyond anything oh. that's acceptable. Yeah, so beyond the pale, his actions were beyond the pale. Um, So the pale refers to a stake or a pointed piece of wood and a paling fence enclosed an area of space that was safe. Oh, see, that makes sense. So if you're beyond the pale, yeah, you're beyond the safe and accepted area. 
Uh, the phrase wasn't printed until 1657, but it could have earlier origins as many European countries created pales, such as the Pale of Dublin in Ireland, which was an area in Ireland that was under English control in the 15th century. So if you were beyond the pale, you weren't under English control. And like that was seen as bad, obviously, to the Englishman. Oh, yeah. So that's where that one came from. That that one makes sense. That makes logical that sense. sense once you know what a yeah. pale is yeah yeah that's true okay next phrase we have bob's your uncle hello have have heard this one before bob's your uncle what context um just like eureka like ah bob's your uncle yeah yeah that's a good one so it, it means uh several things and it's used mostly in the uk but it makes sense that like us as Canadians might know it because one popular TV, but two, we were under British control, so we just kind of take everything. Yeah. Um. So it means like, <laughs> so it means like there it is, or there you are, or the activity you want to do is simple and easy. Um, oh. And, it, <laughs> and the meaning is similar to when someone says like easy as pie, or in the French oh. language, et voila, et voila, <laughs> voila. <laughs> So the origin is thought to have been in 1887 after, and it was probably named after the conservative prime minister of uh, the UK or England, one of the two. Uh, I know it's kind of the same. I think it was UK. Um, Prime (laughs) Minister Robert Cecil, and he was known as Bob. And uh, Mr. Cecil appointed his nephew, Arthur Balfour, as chief secretary for Ireland in an act of nepotism. Do you know what nepotism is, Claude? Uh, I don't. Like, I do, but I don't. Please explain it. So nepotism is when you favor relatives or friends over, like, uh, other people. So it's, like, favoring, giving jobs to someone. Actual people yeah. who are, like, good um, at it. So the popular opinion was that one of Arthur's main qualification is that Bob was his uncle. <laughs> and that's why he got the job. That's funny. Um, which is could be another way of saying that your success is guaranteed. So if you say like, oh, you just turn down the road and then Bob's your uncle. Oh. But on the contrary to that theory, which I'll throw back, it was in 1887. The first recorded use of the phrase was in 1924. So it seem, it's unlikely that the nepotism was the origin of the phrase. But oh. I mean, it could be. It might just be that the, the phrase wasn't recorded until 1924 yeah oh and i got that information from a podcast called the slang podcast and it takes like popular british slang and just like breaks it down there's a lot of those so So that's fun a lot of episodes oh is it (laughs) right british slang there's always Um, there's a bunch of british slang yeah like a bloke bloke or um i'm just trying to think of what gavin says (laughs) from achievement hunter (laughs) okay last phrase and then we're gonna do a rapid fire round oh okay let's go the last one i have is every dog has its day it's like dog days you know it's it's rough like a doggy dog world (laughs) um so this phrase can be used to express that every person will have a period of power or influence or everyone will have good luck The first written recording of this phrase was by Queen Elizabeth I, um, but it is widely believed that she was just quoting a widely used proverb, um, which is a general piece of truth or advice um, in her time, which was around the 1500s. 
Um, so if we dig a little deeper, there's a theory that according to the medieval Dutch scholar Erasmus, the saying originated from the death of the Greek playwright Euripides in 405 BC, which, what does BC mean, Claude? Before Christ. Nice. So Euripides died in 405 BC when a rival set a pack of dogs on him, or oh. so it's thought. <laughs> yeah. Erasmus was getting at that even the most lowly person who would be the rival in this case will get revenge on their oppressor, which is a deviation from the way we use it in modern day. So it had definitely had a negative connotation like back then, if that's the true story. Yeah, that's kind of, ooh. <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty cool because I've actually read almost all of Euripides' surviving plays for a Greek tragedy class. Um, and I had no idea that he died by a pack of dogs. That were like sent. That were sent to a yeah, like him. set on. Him. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't Which, like, a natural dog, theory. dog death. It was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dog theory might not be right. Like obviously, for someone that old and ancient, you don't really know. Yeah, that's true. But I think that theory is pretty cool. That's that's pretty cool. So that's where every dog has its day coming from. <laughs> okay, let's get into our rapid rapid fire. Okay rapid fire round so i want you to say what you think it means and then use it in a sentence oh gosh this is gonna be horrible okay okay there's only six so. okay okay i got this first one that would knock a buzzard off it way oh my goodness um it's uh so it means it's stinky um yeah so okay uh, dog just pooped and that uh -huh. man that would what's the saying <laughs> <laughs> that would knock a buzzard off of a shit wagon. That would knock a buzzard off of a shit wagon. I'm going to have to bleep that there out. You go. But yeah. Okay, bleep them. <laughs> um, okay, next phrase. Not my monkeys, not my circus. Uh, not my problem. So you, yeah. you just dropped your piece of pie on the floor. Not my monkeys, not my circus. Not my. Yeah. I feel like that <laughs> is your problem, though. You dropped the piece of pie. No, someone else drops the piece of pie. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, not not your monkeys, not your circus. Okay, next one. Extending an olive branch. Um, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm like reaching out to you. I'm um Aww. trying to help someone. So, mm. oh, you need help? Let me extend my olive branch. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> to extend an olive branch is to make peace after an argument or disagreement. Oh, okay. I was close. Yes. Yeah. It was some ancient Greek kind of thing of course all okay next one i'm right as rain right as rain means um i want to be right but i'm not very right so just just finished an argument where you <laughs> you want to be right but you know you're not i'm gonna say i'm as right as rain kind of the phrases used most to say like something is perfectly fit and well so it's good like it's right as rain oh okay yeah, it comes from the UK where it rains a lot. Oh, okay. Okay, next one. Like it or lump it? Um, deal with it or yeah. skedaddle. Um, so, oh, I don't, think don't like the piece of pie that you just dropped on the floor? Like it or lump it? Nice. Okay, last one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I just fell off of a turnip truck? Uh, was I born yesterday? yeah that's what that means um 
you're trying to serve me the piece of pie that just fell on the floor that I saw you drop? Uh, <laughs> what's the saying? Did I just turn fall off a turnip truck? Yeah. Do you think I just fell off of a turnip truck? Did I just fall off a turnip truck? <laughs> yeah. So fun fun fact about that saying: turnips were eaten by peasants. So if you f- fell off a turnip truck, you're probably dumb, gullible, and naive. Oh, like, only peasants. They would like probably peasants eat turnips. the pie off the floor. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, but the question is, what kind of pie? That's the real question. Oh, lemon meringue. I was thinking that's pumpkin, just pie. because I don't really like pumpkin, so it really sucks for yeah, you like that you dropped either. it. But I don't really care. That's true. <laughs> okay. Is that it? That's it. Wow. That was good. Those are all my phrases. I didn't know. Hope you enjoyed it. Any of them. A lot of yeah. those. <laughs> I didn't know a lot of those. And even if I did know them, didn't really know what they meant. You should go follow us on our Instagram at... My sister knows why. No spaces, no nothing. Uh, Follow us on all the popular podcast platforms. We got Do you like that? Spotify. Oh, yeah, that was good. We got Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hey, if Stitcher. if we were in your Spotify wrap-up for the year, send us a picture. We'll yeah, we'll post it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Give us a rate and a review and a review and a subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay, solo episode. If you didn't know, oh, oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, if you didn't know, now you know. All right, good. Bye. Adios. Do you listen? Uh, when you listen over to these, do you listen right to the end? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just because, you know, sometimes you know, I put stuff at the end. That's the cat's pajamas. Is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs>